few like uh, like Walter White and Jesse and stuff like that. But I'm not starting Star Trek. No fucking way. Um, I'm not starting. Uh, oh, there's a lot of stuff. I guess I also have The Walking Dead. But I'm very particular about not going down any further rabbit holes. Yeah. And like a lot of my Darth Vader stuff, it was when uh, the Force Awakens like buildup started, and they started releasing a lot more Darth Vader stuff again. And I just started nabbing shit up because I I got to a point in my life where I thought I was over this part of my life, but then you know, like, <laughs> like within the last five years, I've really just stepped back and realized this is the stuff that makes me happy. And so uh, I'm a single oh, dude by myself, so I just keep filling this place up with toys. Well, that's that's it. We were talking um, even with the the comic books. Like when we, uh, me and Randy, the DC um, crossover show. It's we were talking like once I started pulling that DC string, and they have a way now of connecting everything from the shows to this comic. Well, if you read Nightwing, then you got to read Superman. If you read Superman, you got to read this one and this one. It just say it's and because we're we're all adults and you and we it's not like. Oh, I can't buy more than three comics this week, or else I don't have enough gas money to drive to work. Right. Like, I mean, so I can buy, I can drop, I mean, fifty bucks at the comic book store. It's not gonna, like, I'm not a millionaire, but at the same time, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna. My kids aren't gonna starve. Right. Yeah. So it's once you like, I said, when you start pulling that string, it's like, oh man, like I see some of those Funko Pops. I'm like, oh, those would be fantastic. I'm like, no, no, Rob, no, <laughs> like. I recommend staying as far away from as you can because it yeah. it started with Michonne from The Walking Dead for me. I was like, oh, Michonne's cool. I'll put her on my desk at work. But she never made it to work because then uh, suddenly I had Rick, <laughs> Governor, and Daryl. Um, which did you guys see the uh, the new teaser that came out, like the the, the scene from the season premiere? Uh-uh. I didn't yet. Oh man, I don't know if you want me to. Uh, it's pretty. It, it doesn't spoil anything, but it does. It does pretty much give you a tell of a grouping of guys that it, it's going to be that goes at the beginning. Oh, you know what we should, we should be, are we recording? Uh, yeah, it is recording. I just kind of okay. randomly started it. Uh, so what, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, fuck the live stream. <laughs> We're just okay. recording. We're going to record like, I'm, I'm sorry guys. And again, again, this is, I don't know if this international thing or if you guys are building Trump walls or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> build, the fi- build the great firewall. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. <laughs> yeah, it is huge. I, I can't. I can't hang out on Google. I'm an immigrant. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What yeah. were you gonna say? Yeah, we are currently recording. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Did you want to do a little intro thing, and then uh, we can? Yeah, probably should. Welcome to the Electronic Media Collective crossover special. <laughs> Electronic. Wait, hold on. Let me take take two. <laughs> You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network crossover special. I'm Randy, a uh, co-host and co-producer of the Grolix podcast, and I am joined by some other fine gentlemen. Uh, introduce yourselves, guys. I don't care. Fight over the order, I guess. I'll go last. Hey. Oh. 
All right, I'll jump in here. Uh, it's Rob from the Roman Podden cast, and uh, we are part of the EMC network as well. And it just this is my second crossover episode. Yeah. And I am Jesse Kiefer of the Grolix podcast and uh, the Turning Cartwheels podcast whenever I get it out. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's number three, maybe for me. I don't know. And uh, the streak lives on. I am Dustin Smothers with ProWrestlingIowa.net and the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast. It is good to be back, guys. I spent most of the weekend explaining to my son uh, that Donald Trump wasn't going to grab uh, his baby kitten. Wow. <laughs> 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 Oh man, Dustin, you are keeping the streak strong. You've been on more of these than I have now. <laughs> he's the, the intercollective uh, champion. I, oh, I love it. <laughs> so, who, Jesse, you would be, or would it be a tie between you and Randy? Probably so tie between, yeah, so we'd, we'd have to fight for a runner up. Uh, well, what I'm saying, though, then is number so one contender. If I, miss, if I miss one, then it puts us in a triple threat match for yes. that. <laughs> yes. Which is the, what's best for business. It is. And then it pretty much becomes like a last man standing triple threat that could legitimately last for like a year and a half, two years, if we let it. <laughs> that, that would be, be the hell greatest, of a sell, dude. Could that be the greatest be angle in podcast history. <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and anyone listening, yeah. So I didn't have a like specific, I don't have any notes for this episode or anything. I kind of thought maybe we'd talk about horror a little bit since it's October, but you guys were kind of in the middle of a, a good, like, fandom conversation. Mm, uh, about the the comic, uh, the, like the pop vinyls collectibles? Yes. or yeah. yeah. Well, the pop vinyl count is nearing 200 over oh. here at Smothers Homestead. <laughs> so, uh, it's a little out of hand, and I and, and like this month, actually, October, the new Doctor Strange stuff comes out. Walking Dead oh, just yeah. came out, and um, there's brand new Star Wars Rogue One coming out later this month. Or I think it's out in Target stores already. So there's about $120 I need to drop, and I dropped oh. 50 bucks on my kid's Halloween costume, and my tags were due on my car this month. So be damned if I'm probably going to have to wait a little bit to get some of those. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just got back from uh, I was at a Hamilton, Ontario Comic Con this uh, last weekend, and it is so easy. Like, I saw a guy, uh, I got two day pass, so I went on the Saturday with my wife and my daughter, and then my daughter and I just went back on the Sunday. So I got to see everything on the Saturday, so then I went in Sunday. Hopefully, later in the day, we're okay, they're looking to get rid of some of this stuff that's on their tables. They don't want to really pack it up, take it home. So I jumped into a couple 1977. I got a Darth Vader Star Wars from the original 77 and a uh, Chewbacca and a Boba Fett from Empire. So believe me, I know what you mean. Like when it, it can expensive yeah. <laughs> when you're starting to go, well, yeah, this technically, yeah, I am getting these for a bargain, but still. <laughs> one, one thing that drives me absolutely insane about Funko uh, and I'm, I'm, that's pretty much, I'm probably have paid, uh, I would say I've, I've got to be in the top hundred collectors in the United States. Like it's ridiculous. Nobody else I know in the world has 200. So um, yeah. I've got to be in the top echelon. So if at Funko, if anybody's listening from Funko, start hooking me up. Um, <laughs> but 
the variants, things like that drive me crazy. Oh, okay. I try not to go after them, but what really pisses me off is when things like this happen. Uh, they recently came out with Space Ghost, coast to coast stuff. And Space Ghost came out like two months ahead of everything, and it was a wide, wide release. But if you want Brack and Zorak, you have to get a, uh, it's a uh, Toy Tokyo exclusive, I believe. And that and shit guys are like, crazy. They're, they're like $50 right now on yeah. Amazon because I've been eyeballing because I have Space Ghost, but I need Brack. Like, well, it makes me more. mad when you can't complete a set. Yeah. I don't mind when they do like a variant when it comes out. Like if you want, like for instance, The Walking Dead, like you can get Daryl or if you want blood splattered Daryl, it's a, it's a variant or it's an exclusive. Those kind of things don't matter. Or if it's a really rare character to align, um, it's okay. Those kind of things don't bother me. But when it completes a set, like it'd be like putting out the Ninja Turtles. But if you want Michelangelo, you got to get it from Toy Tokyo. Right. Yeah, I know. What do you, what do you do when the, uh, cause they don't, they have, uh, Special ones that come out only at at certain uh, comic cons, like uh, I know New York Comic Con has a like you can like a special uh, Funko Pop at that particular con. Mm-hmm. Have you like is, are, are, have you chased any of those, or do you just, just kind of go okay? I'll just leave those alone. And I'm uh, I'm weird in it because I don't really care about the variant. Like I said, I don't care too much about the variants because right. what I'm what I'm more about is a completion. So right. I'm looking for. I just need one of everyone. So I've, I've been fortunate that the lines I collect, it hasn't really been a problem. Recently, though, they did come out with the Shane for The Walking Dead. That's an exclusive. I don't know where oh. to. That one I will be hunting for. Like, that one will be a, a one that I hunt. Um, and then there was uh, uh, the Metallic Magneto. I decided to get him instead of the regular because that sounded pretty badass. Yes. <laughs> I've got two exclusives. I've got the uh, the classic uh, costume Daredevil, the, the yellow and red. And oh, then, because uh, that one's a Target exclusive. And then I have uh, like 1955 Doc Brown with the okay. like the goggles and the the, um, the jumper cables. That was a oh, nice. great exclusive. And uh, Doc Brown was my first Funko Pop. So I was like, ah, yeah, if I can get I, uh... that one, I want that one. I, and then the other thing too is luckily like star wars seems to give target they're like the star wars exclusives go to target and mm-hmm. marvel seems to be marvel and star wars also seem to be doing a lot with walgreens and then hot topic gets a lot of marvel stuff too um there's three of those stores are all readily available to me and funko is not that pop like i don't it's not that popular here in iowa I, it's a pretty hardcore collector thing so i'm usually pretty lucky about snagging uh the the exclusives from those stores and they tend to have more of them than mm-hmm. someone like Toy Tokyo. Right. Well, and Toy Tokyo buys all of theirs and then redistributes them online for like 50 or $60. That's why Toy Tokyo sucks. Like literally yep. is the worst company out there if you're into nerd culture collectibles. They're like the stub hub of the pop world. They're the Sith. They are literally <laughs> the evil. They're like the Empire. It's Darth Vader's force choking me with those Brack and Zorak. Uh, it drives me insane. Yeah, it's it's amazing how they when they come out like you said these special editions or these variants. It's the same thing as a, a baseball card, or a hockey card, where they'll print fifty of one and then stamp one of fifty on it, and then all become all of a sudden this little piece of cardboard becomes worth three grand. You know what I mean? Like it's or like same thing with the Funko Pops. They can only make well, it's, they're using the same materials as they do with all the other ones, but they make you mean a thousand of them, and all of a sudden they're priceless. Like it's it's a, they're literally 
earning and making money. Like it's just it's ridiculous. Like I love um there's one if there's one out there that I wish I could get my hands on, it would be Doctor Doom. Uh, oh yeah. That was like one of the original ones, apparently, and it's been vaulted. They don't make it. And that's the one thing. There are some I've learned, though, just wait, because Obi-Wan Kenobi was vaulted and he came out and that's when I got him. But I also do Marvel Collectors Core, Star Wars Bounties, uh, Smuggler's Bounty and the DC Legion of Collectors. I get the Marvel one every time. And then I usually pick based on the theme one of either the Star Wars or the DC box because they alternate months. They did that with uh, the White Power Ranger, and now he's worth like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, that's they, why. I, that's why I haven't bought the new Power Ranger ones because I can't get the old ones. Oh yeah, yeah, I feel you there because I, I did get the Green Ranger, the but yeah. If I can't have the set, I don't want it. It's sort of like a completionist. Like even with DVDs, like even if I hate a sequel, I have to get it because I have the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I own Batman and Robin. I never watch it. Was it Phantom Menace stayed in plastic forever? But I have Phantom Menace too. <laughs> I have every. Oh. I, I have Batman and Robin in Blu-ray. So I don't know if that makes me a horrible person or not. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, that's me. Well, uh, was, was it was it in the Blu-ray collection? though? Yes, like, did you yes, have to watch? Collection. Okay. You're okay. forgiven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you if you were so compelled that you had to buy it individually for the clip for for <laughs> yeah maybe, but yeah, as part of a collection, that's all right. Yeah, if I walked in your living room and I just saw that in mixed in with a bunch of various other Blu-rays, it'd be like, oh, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> or or it's framed on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to do that just to like troll it. <laughs> but but I, mine's in a four pack, so I can't even do that. I'll just get a get like a twenty six by forty eight uh, Batman and Robin poster frame yes. <laughs> and nipples size. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and just kayfabe the kayfabe the hell out of your friends man just no man have you not it's watched greatest, it like it's, it's got george clooney in it it's the greatest batman ever like the artistic <laughs> you don't get joel schumacher's vision like yeah the art man dude the story isn't even about what you think it's about it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's the art it's right off the page you don't understand you just don't understand. <laughs> oh man kane would be so happy <laughs> <laughs> Do you think do you think there'll be a time when people look back and like I think everyone just really misunderstood that movie. No. 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 Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best thing to happen to Batman since Vincent Price's egghead. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and Randy, I think you have like an actual between the four of us we can actually have a good consensus of geekdom saying no it still doesn't. We can't if we can't defend it, then well, I don't can. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, did you guys see the? Uh, did you guys see the John Wick trailer today? Huh. I've seen a lot of uh, promotional images though. Looks like the good. first, the first trailer came out. So good. I enjoyed the first one, man. The first movie. Yeah, kind of behind on all the stuff that's happening. A lot of things are coming out at New York Comic Con. I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I, I woke up this morning and got on YouTube, and the first thing that popped up was John Wick 2 trailer. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those fake, you know, clickbait type things. No, 
The whole trailer popped up, and I was just, my yeah. kids sitting there. These are the type of things I usually don't watch around my son because I don't want him. I don't, you know, there's certain movies I'll let him see, but I don't need. He does John Wick. Like, doesn't he doesn't need to see a movie with a guy shooting 300 dudes in the in the head? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I just watched it though, I, in all its glory, right there with Connor this morning. I didn't care. I was <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh, that's I. I my 13 year old daughter, she's a huge right and. She likes all the comic book stuff, and now of course she's not really Quinn, but she's begging me to watch Deadpool, and I just I'm like, no, I can't. And then my my uh, brother, her uncle's like, well, why don't you let her wa- watch it? I'm like, he has a tiny hand and he does stuff with it. I can't. It's my daughter, I can't let her watch that. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, what I mean, like it's it's too far. I don't mind if there's a. She's 13. I get it. If there's gonna be a couple f bombs or some suggested situations, that's fine. But no, I I can't. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no absolutely. Yeah. Like my son's four, so there's no chance oh. he's seen. It. I feel like we had this conversation once before, Robert. Um, but no, he I, he's asked me several. He's looked at it and said, "That's the movie I can't ever watch." I'm like, "Yep, that's right. <laughs> Never." <laughs> it is bad as it does. It does make me feel bad, like as a parent being in. Like, there's a part of it that's hard for him to understand. I think because I'm so into Deadpool, but yet I I keep Deadpool so far away from him. But yet there's a a, a GD Deadpool. Like, there's 17 Deadpool things in my living room right now, probably. <laughs> you know. So that's yeah. probably the most confusing thing about Deadpool is that, like, I just read uh, Deadpool Mercs for Money, and yeah, you know, like. 12 year olds could be reading that no problem but they can't go watch the movie yeah yeah right right speaking of that run there's a bunch of funko pops of all the other deadpools <laughs> there's like oh uh, no bad cap. i don't need, I don't yeah. need to know that <laughs> they, were all, they were all hot topic exclusives and they're pretty expensive right now but um i'm gonna so hope they- like that's my goal next year at, at wizard world when it comes uh when Wizard World rolls around back to Des Moines, as I'm hoping to snap all of them, but yeah, they're they're all out there. It's awesome. Oh no! Now I need to find yeah. these. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's it's weird for us up here. Like we don't we'll we'll hear about okay, this is where you can get it at Target. We don't have any targets right. in Canada. Yeah, they they tried. <laughs> they moved in for like literally three months, and then they just pulled out. It was really weird. But so That's what we'll, she said. <laughs> I've been watching the office. I've been rewatching the office lately. So that's no problem. But but yes, yeah, so, so we get this stuff here. Like up here, it's kind of a we get it in like mishmashes. Like we have like a uh, Canadian television, like so a CTV, and on that station you can watch the Flash and you can watch the Big Bang, but not in syndication. They're just like regular. You watch them as they air. So we kind of it's it's strange how we we kind of. Just yeah. pick stuff out of the American fruit tree. Just oh, we'll take some of that and we'll put this and we'll throw that on this. And and the same with our stores. We uh, it's we don't get the same. If you guys okay, it's a Target exclusive. Then we gotta go digging. Hey, who's it's? There's not always the same person or same company that's going to have that exclusive for Target. It's not, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's we it's always a hunt. Like it's like oh okay, this is out. Okay, now where do we fight? You know. Well, feel free to feel free to holler at me anytime there's a Target or a Walmart exclusive, and you need me to uh, to maybe post post oh, message we, something to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we 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 have Walmarts. We have uh, nice. there's they're thriving just fine here. But yeah, the Target's high. <laughs> of course, they're they're everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evil. Evil. Yes. Yeah. So, so we got. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna mention. Be when I was on the. I had that at that interchange of like the uh us getting stuff differently from you guys either the uh 
Star Trek that's coming out this year. I know you guys have it on Amazon, and like we have to get it on Crave TV up here. It's a separate oh. thing. Literally, because series, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because they're trying to do that. CBS down there or something, I think, is doing a pay, starting their pay thing. So we have a, like, even though, like I said, I'm an hour from Buffalo, but I got to go through a completely different avenue to get this content because it's just what we're allowed to have. You know, it's it's very strange. I was worried that uh, they were going to go that route with Flash and uh, Supergirl and Arrow and all the CW properties, but right. thankfully the uh, CW app is free. Yes, mm-hmm. that blew my mind this week. Somebody, one of the greatest things in my life. One of the best parts of it is that I work at a college, and so anytime I have an issue with tech or I oh, can't yeah. figure out where to find something on the internet, within minutes, I've got <laughs> some 19-year-old broke kid going, oh, no, man, you can do this, go to this website, and you get that for free. <laughs> like, all right, if I miss a show and I need to see it. So when I got told about the CW app, I didn't believe him. I was like, I was like, there's no way that it's free. It's the whole episode. It's it's clips, probably. It's not free. And I get on there the other night and be damned. I got to watch Flashpoint. <laughs> I was on my phone. Wow. I've got to figure out how to get this on my TV somehow. But I love it. Because I think that was one of the first things I bitched about on one of these crossovers. The first time we did one was how the CW shows had gotten sold to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. Dustin, do you have uh, like an Xbox or something like that? PS4. Uh, there, uh, there's probably a here. I don't want to say and then be wrong, but uh, let's see. CW <laughs> app. Uh, they, there's probably the, uh, the CW app might be available for no. There's a whole there's a whole list of no, things. No PlayStation. PlayStation. Uh, yeah, they um, need to get up on the ball on that because that needs to happen. Uh. Okay, question. I got a question for everybody here. Should I get HBO now so I can watch Westworld? Yes. <laughs> I would say yes just for uh, Game of Thrones, but yeah. Westworld, I'm so, okay. Westworld so I'm behind is... on Game of Thrones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. West, I, tell, sell me on Westworld because I've heard nothing but good things about this show. Um, It's, it's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's um, Are you familiar with the movie Westworld at all? No. Okay. So, uh, it was written, it's based on Michael Crichton stuff. It was actually like the only film Michael Crichton actually directed himself, but it's a seventies, like classic sci-fi thing. I always was, I was always a big fan of it, but, um, I mean, it's basically, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, the movie anyway is like theme park gone wrong. Sounds very familiar for, uh, Crichton stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's androids. And what I really like about what the HBO series is doing is like the original movie was like, you know, you go to this theme park, it's like wild West. They also had like Rome world and stuff like that. But, um, and then all the people there that you interact with other than the other, you know, aside from the other guests are androids and you can kill them and you can have sex with them, do whatever. It's the whole like Western, uh, experience. Um, of course you can't, you can't attack other, um, like you can't shoot other guests mm-hmm. and the original movie is just, that's the premise. And then, you know, uh, robots go crazy, start killing people. Okay. Um, what I really like about what the HBO series is doing is it's getting into, it's drawing interesting parallels between like video games and how you interact with NPCs and storylines and video games, but also like it's, it's diving much further into like, 
what is, I guess, kind of the AI thing, like what is consciousness and like you get, you kind of see how things are going on from the perspective of the androids as well as the humans. Like it's this whole like interesting dynamic. Um, hmm. It's, 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 so it's Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I saw a guy, I saw a guy uh, in the wrestling circles, Alex Greenfield. He's a former writer for WWE. I think he was the head writer of SmackDown. Uh, I saw a tweet from him that said, uh, I, I wanted to pitch an idea for a show about one of the pedestrians in Grand Theft Auto becoming aware. Uh, he said Westworld scratches that itch. And that really yeah. made me curious um, what mm. this was about. And it sounds amazing. And uh, there's some heavy hitters on the cast, too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Right? You got um, like Anthony Hopkins is in it. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. And God, the other guy, I keep forgetting his name. It's one <laughs> Ed Harris, guy. right? <laughs> Ed Harris, thank you, thank you. Oh yeah, he was in um, the last thing I remember him in was, um, this, oh, what the shit is that movie called um, with uh, Chris Evans, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Harris shows up in the end of that and is amazing at the end of that movie. So no, he's right. awesome. It's he's awesome. Like Westworld, it's like you know, I don't know. It's huge budget HBO series, so it's like a really good production. It looks great. Um, it's uh, very dynamic. But also, it's it's like smart sci-fi. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. And they dropped the second uh, episode like two days early online, which is crazy. Oh, awesome! Well, I think a lot of, I mean, even going back a little bit to the CW app, I think these these TV stations are starting to get it. Yeah, like it's it's time to move things in the next generation. I mean, and and CW is not losing money; they're gaining money by selling ad time on on online on their app now during right. these shows and honestly the the ads didn't bother me i mean it was good to, I, I could put it down and go get a sandwich go to the bathroom or do something like i don't ads don't bother me the need to not see ads is not something i care about it felt like like compared to watching it on hulu and i didn't pay for the extra i don't you know the extra no ads hulu me either it felt like you got more commercial breaks on the cw app but they're shorter right and supposedly like compared to what they run on tv they've cut the ad time in half that's what it felt like it felt like i was just watching it on tv and i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. yeah because i I, i've never like for me the dvr was never about like skipping commercials i know people who are like oh i just i record things so i can skip commercials it's like if i'm watching live i'm watching live the the commercials are there um but give me the option and you know i would love to i would pay a dollar 99 or something a month for the cw app right now like if if it cost me that i would pay for it sure i want to see this content i want to watch the shows i want to watch well and apparently somehow i was reading an article about it just before the flash premiered um the cw was kind of getting screwed out of the ad revenue from the hulu shows some type of Mm -hmm. weird deal where like certain networks that have uh, you know because hulu's basically owned by several networks Mm -hmm. and a lot of networks get a chunk of their ad revenue but who uh cw wasn't one of them so That I think was a I think that was a big motivator to like screw Hulu. We'll just do our own, have it free, and get the ad revenue. So nice, oh, abs- absolutely. And 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 shows like The Flash and Legends and uh, Legends of Tomorrow and like they're 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 very they beg to be binged. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're so it, it makes sense for them to be on have their own way to do it. Commercials or not, like it's it's like like we it's only the last 
five years that we're being oh no a commercial or this and that and it's just you know i mean it's i know it's 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 it sounds like we're all spoiled now but when we are but you know hey it's a it's it you should be able to see this stuff because that's the that's the reality of it now you have to be you have to move that way it's the same thing uh with the music industry look 10 years ago they were all complaining and now everybody's on itunes like you can't you know you, you can't avoid it this is it's there's a lot weird. of there's a lot of artists out there now that like like are giving their content away like they they act they actively give away more content than they sell. Oh, I know a bunch of podcasters that I've recently talked to that we give away content all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, and, and maybe you know, and then of course it's it's still fairly reasonable to podcast, but it's still it's there's a lot of time and effort and. Yeah. You know, even the uh, social media stuff that we jump into. I'm uh, Dustin. I think I saw you. You were mentioning on that last semi crossover where you're talking about Twitters and having the same amount of followers as you're following. Yeah. Okay. You know, and it's it's so confusing. I I know I have a I have a Twitter account and I have one under my name and I answer everything and I and I run all the Roman podcast account and I run all that stuff. And yeah, you're, you're right. The following to followers is almost even, but it's almost to promote the show. And it's, it's yeah. worked in, it's worked in ways where, um, like I got to meet all you guys. I got to sure. be part of the EMC. I got to, I get to expand the show and, and, and we have hooked in other listeners and it's, it's almost, it's not used for Twitter anymore. I actually opened a secret Twitter account that I don't, um, I don't follow or I follow celebrities I want to follow, but mm-hmm. I have nobody following me. Okay. Like I'll get the odds, I'll get the odds spam one. But just so if I want to see, you mean who if anybody I'm following is doing that? Because once I started doing the podcasting thing, I all of a sudden my personal account got so inundated with oh, yeah. retweets of podcasters that now I have, it's like, oh, I wonder what Carl Urban had to say yesterday about this certain thing. Uh, I mean, it's like his, his you know what I mean? Like those, those tweets you actually were entertained by are lost an, in them. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes yeah, an can, echo chamber basically. Yes. I can, I can feel you on that. And then I guess and I should reiterate that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I guess for me, I'm thinking more along the lines of a personality uh, as I'm oh, trying yeah. to, yeah, like for me on my, with the progress and I one, I don't, I don't mind it, but as with my personal account, I'm trying to build a legitimate following as far as people. So I can gauge like for me, and that's where I'm trying to gauge our popularity as a podcast by the amount of people who are then turning around and follow me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and so, and that's, I know a lot of people out there trying to do the same thing I do who just follow everyone to try to get follow backs. And it's like, for me, I'm trying to, push a message. And so when I want to, and I think that, and that may be the difference is that I'm trying to, in a way I'm trying to become a pundit. I feel, I feel yes. like ESPN is for me, honestly, the last week or so have been a lot of like a kind of an eye opening like moment in this journey for me, because I've realized a hey, ESPN is starting to cover professional wrestling. Like we're moving into the idiocracy age of, of American, of American history here. And we are going like, and I, I love pro wrestling and I'm not calling anybody who's a fan of professional wrestling an idiot. What I'm saying though, is just like, th- it, it, there's so much content. Everybody's covering everything now. And it's just, let's hit them over the head with as much content as possible. And I think that there's eventually a role I can play somewhere as a professional wrestling pundit. So I want to be able to like monetize and engage a specific audience and not have that audience be a broad audience of people who may not care what I have to say. Oh, absolutely, um, and and that's I, I completely agree. I wasn't trying to, to, yeah. to derail the conversation, but I was. I've well, just it, the point. It, 
It's funny you brought that up, though, because I did have a moment like a day or two after I said that where I started to think about like, man, I hope I didn't really alienate anybody because I don't mean that anybody who does that necessarily is is doing anything wrong. Um, you know, and I so I'm glad it came up because I can able to, uh, to expand upon my thought process on that because it was one of those comments that flew out. And I, I did sort of regret it a day or two later because I didn't mean to I didn't want to alienate anyone that especially oh, no. anyone part of the network. not saying that I, I you know, I. You know, but I'm glad you brought it up so I can reiterate. Oh, yeah, that no, 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 and we completely, I completely, I completely. That's why I said I. I think once I heard that conversation, I went off and literally an hour later, I opened my, like I said, my own personal Twitter, so I can go back to being just the guy who didn't know anybody that just had followed fifty to a hundred people that I wanted to 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 see what they were tweeting about. I mean, and it's it's completely separate. And I said the show one, it there's been a lot of benefits. But again, I don't gauge my our like I don't gauge our show numbers by oh look how many followers are we are. Like if yeah. I go tell I think we just hit like five hundred on the uh on, on our show page. And that's not a lot compared to the podcast, but compared to anybody I know, mm-hmm. they're like, wow, you you have five hundred followers? Like that's ridiculous. Like like it's just it's mind blowing to them. I'm like no, it's it's it is what it is. Like we follow 490 people. Well, like for me too, because uh, I took over everything from Brad the Frat, and he had done that. That was he he was playing that game, and I'm and I, and I call it that you know lovingly because it is a game. It's a hustle. You're trying yeah. to and trying to move move numbers on your social media. But the only reason I I wish I knew. I, I'm not going to go through all the followers, but I wish I knew how many people that followed the Pro Wrestling Iowa Twitter account actually, because we don't. There's there's not that much engagement on it, and right. from from the people that like, I'll get. I, I'm starting to see more engagement, and that's how I know that really I'm not shouting into the void anymore. But it'd be nice to know from to to have an idea how many people are following that account legitimately that want to follow it. You know. Yes. And and that becomes. No, I, I'm I'm glad you guys brought this all this up because. Yeah, you had said that last episode, Dustin. You said a couple of really interesting things. Um, <laughs> I was listening and I was like, why aren't I on there right now? Um, <laughs> it is a game and I struggle with it quite a bit. And I've got several Twitter accounts just in general because I'm a fucking weirdo and I open it. <laughs> Here's a brand. Um, but I play the game a little bit on the Grolix account. I struggle even doing it there. Um, mm-hmm. I do the follow back game on the podcast network account but i don't sure. do the potter and family game on there um right because and I've, I've i've asked you know i've talked about it in the facebook group a little bit mm-hmm. i i don't want to i don't want to like like when you come to the network's uh twitter account for the most part the tweets you see are shows about shows on the network and i don't really want to mm-hmm. muddy that um right but i do do the follow thing because and and you know because I want that number up there because it's kind oh, of like, absolutely. it started with like, I'd be like, Oh, I kind of want to ask this podcast to join the network. And I'd approach them on Twitter and they've got like 5,000 followers and the network's got like a hundred. And I'm like, they're not going to, they're going to look at that and be like, what, why would I need you guys? Like, why would I do right. that? So it's, you know, I'm admitting something there, but like <laughs> yeah, that it is kind of the number game in that respect. On the other hand, Grawlix, I do the 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 um I do the Pottern family thing a little bit, but if you notice on the Grawlix when I retweet, I always try to keep it to shows that seem somewhat relevant. 
And I know that's not the way you're supposed to do it, but like, I have a hard time. Like, I don't want to retweet a show that has nothing to do with anything that might be following us for our show. Right. Like, right. Wh why would they want that? Well, and for me, that's it. You bring that up, and that's great because I'm with pro wrestling Iowa, and even with comics and stuff, you're so marginalized in what you're talking about for the most part. There's there's things that can you know go mainstream or break outside the box, but like yeah, e even like for us on the pro wrestling Iowa podcast, there's times where like I, people retweet me, and I look at their show, and I'm just like, uh, I guess you know I'll retweet <laughs> something. I don't think anyone's going to care about this, but I also for me to play the game too, a lot of these other pro wrestling, there's so many pro wrestling podcasts out there that try to like retweet us or do that. I've, I work with a few, I do retweet. Um, uh, I'm going to shout out a couple here. The last Mark standing with my friend Trina. Um, I, I, I retweet her out and shotgun wrestling radio, obviously um, marked out radio occasionally here. Um, but I try not to promote a lot of other wrestling podcasts because I don't want my listeners to go find a better product. Cause I mean, I'm still in the infant stages. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying we're awful, but I know that our audio could be better. I know that we could have more guests. Um, and it's a struggle with time right now for me to try to get out as much content. Um, I do all the post shows and stuff so I can try to catch that WWE casual audience. Uh, that's not even here in Iowa, but you know, there's a lot of different, and, and I think the, the the big point here is it depends on what show you have, I think, and what you're looking to gain from it. Um, and I'm not looking to gain the the love of you know 300 other wrestling podcasts because I don't want there to, I want to eliminate 300 wrestling podcasts. Yeah, want, you know, so we we completely. I know, I know up here, like on on the Roman podcast, we had. Um, we were talking, you know, when we introduced Randy, we introduced you guys to drinking in the park. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of Canadian guys that are literally down the road in Toronto. And Roman and I actually had the conversation where it's like, oh, they, they, you mean, pretty funny. Should we be promoting them? Like, they're, where are the Canadian guys? Yeah. And as dumb as that sounds, I'm like, no, I'm like, they're more of an audio drama. They're a completely different thing. So it's cool. And, you mean like it, but it's we had another show that like you like uh, Dustin says that mirror imaged ours. Maybe I wouldn't be so. I know it doesn't sound very Canadian. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be so you know, so eager to pump another show up. You mean like because you're? You mean what if what, a person only has so many hours in a week to devote to podcasts and and if they only got three hours, you listen to something better. Well. They're gone, like so. As and and that's, that sounds selfish and sounds really bizarre to say, but I completely agree with you, Dustin. Like it's just yeah. you're trying to build your audience, you're trying to help other people, and you're trying to. What's weird for me is like uh, with uh, Neil and Johnny. Like I listened when we started, I was listening to their podcast, and then now I we've bantered back and forth on Twitter messages, and now they get a hold of me and say, "Hey." I see you doing a lot of work with the EMC. What, what are these guys about? And right. then, oh, well, let me tell you, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of weird that I was uh, a listener of their show and now we're, we're, it's contemporaries kind of thing. It's really, it's a strange, yeah. it's, it's very strange for us. Uh, well, I, so I think very, this is similar. Like, oh, we're, 
Well, I think it's similar to what happened with uh, Shotgun Wrestling Radio. I I believe they got a hold of Brad and asked him about EMC, and then they got in touch with you guys. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting thing. And like I've talked to both, you know, I've talked to the guys over at Shotgun about, you know, as we both continue to try to grow, what what is their end game? Does it match up with ours? And you know, maybe we should consider working together and and you know, even trying to build a bigger thing. Uh, And it's it's you know, these are things that obviously I you know I'm not going to speak for either of them, but it's things you have to consider when you're doing a podcast. And you have a similar listener base. Eventually, you may want to combine. Yeah, and you may want to, you know, like not necessarily for you guys, but I, especially in like a a very marginalized topic is professional wrestling. You know, two two very good pro wrestling podcasts locally talking about the same thing. You know, eventually maybe you want to conglomerate. Yeah, and and you know, split different. Okay, you'll cover this, I'll cover that, and we'll do big events together, and maybe have a crossover on the manias or the pay per views, or you know. Do a brand split, essentially. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, we were talking, I think I was talking with Randy. uh, I know with the the Iowa wrestling scene, I'm... I might as well be in Antarctica. Like, I mean, so I don't know anything about it. But when, when I subscribe to your show, and what I like listening to is is your passion for what you have. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds weird. Like, it's just because it's what you put into it. And that's what Ron and I are trying to get across. It's like, we're not going to have a weird and wacky, zany story every week to discuss. And we're trying to get people, hey, they, if people are tuning in, to listen to us and they like us what we're talking about is eventually going to become you mean aside it's it's a, a secondary mm-hmm. to our show like i know yours is very specific but like a, what i like about your show dustin is what you put into it it's, it comes across you mean and i'm speaking a guy who was raised in northern ontario like i said i couldn't be any further away from <laughs> from, <laughs> from that wrestling scene but and so if you can pull a guy like me and go oh yeah, okay, I'll listen to what he has to say. Then it, it just shows. It shows on your podcast. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, I I always feel bad when I come on these with work, my kid, and producing these things. I don't get a chance to listen to a lot of your guys' shows. Um, and that's why I love doing these because it gives me a chance to talk to you guys and get to know you since I don't get to know you through listening to your, to your work as often as I wish I could. Um, I don't even listen to a, that many professional wrestling podcasts anymore because it just it, this is very time consuming with the, the amount of content I have decided to do recently. Uh, but thank you, thank you for that uh, a lot, Robert. I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean that no. means a lot. No, oh, yeah, no. I like I'm just saying, like it's a, you guys, you can your passion for what you really really shows, and it it makes a difference. But that's the um, we I got on this through the Twitter stuff, but what Roman and I like to do, like um. Uh, the, the Twitter thing is neat, like the banter back and forth, like and the different followers. Like you never believe if San Francisco and Blue Jays meet up in the World Series, you're gonna get a ton of messages from me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but that's just gonna be friendly banter stuff going back and forth. And oh, man. we gotta climb. We gotta beat Arietta now, and that's that's spooky. That's scary. It's gonna be high drama tomorrow night for me. I, I probably oh, need you. I'm probably going to need a whole bag of roll aids tomorrow night. Oh, we we can we I'm not I'm knocking all over wood here, but we can sweep Texas <laughs> tonight if they oh yeah. <laughs> anyway. But that's a different story. But what 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 Roman and I like to do, like I was saying with the Twitter, um, like when we put together that thing for the network that uh that Canadian invite silly thing we did mm-hmm. about your your election going on down there. Love love that. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. One of my favorite things, yeah. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's not it's not really a promo, and it's not really it's like wow, this is 
there's a lot of high drama where you guys are. And it's like, oh, look at this thing. I'm like, and it wasn't like, oh, let's try to take advantage of that. And I'm like, you know what would be funny if we, I mean, and we did that to another show and we had a couple things going out. And when I mentioned it to Randy, he's like, oh, if you make one for the network, that'd be fantastic. And so for us doing that crossover stuff, very specific and calling you like, hey, EMC, you mean you guys got something yeah. going on down there? You know, like, <laughs> that's what we like doing. And at the same time, we're still recording and we're still doing kind of a podcast ish thing. It's just, it's a different way to, and we're not doing it to really promote because we're, we're shouting out EMC. Like yeah, you guys yeah. are on the network, you know us. So mm -hmm. yeah, the last, mean, but, oh, I played that on the last Grolix episode and I kind of ended up, yes. I ended up just cutting it in like a promo. Like I cut it in a couple other uh, show promos. But what I originally was going to do was have it be part of our letters segment so that me and Jesse could discuss it. But then we yeah. we we sidetracked ourselves and didn't get to the letter segment. So I just cut it in as a promo. I think it worked in that respect, too. But, man, it's a good skit. No, yeah. I uh, I was just hilarious. And I plan on, like, I'd like to get that in before the election here locally. Like I said, try to keep the political stuff to a minimum. Oh, but yeah. I, and and yeah, that's like what's us. We're not, we're not taking... I mean, I know I, I have my own views on it, but that's why when we recorded it, we made sure to mention small size hands or your love of pantsuits or independence. Like, we made it very generic. I mean, like, we didn't want to, like, you don't want to, I can have my views, but I don't want to offend anybody that has, I mean, their own personal, but you don't lose listeners. If you guys have a, if people have a love for wrestling or a love for a couple idiot Canadians, you know I mean like why split over politics over that? Like the you know I mean people on both sides of the aisle can enjoy two dumb Canadians. <laughs> so you know I mean we just try to put everything out there and try to especially podcasts. You put that stuff aside for an hour or half an hour and just you know I mean kind of have a laugh and or get some news on what you're into and just leave it at that. You know. Well, and there's lots of political podcasts out there, so if people want to find that, they absolutely will. Yeah, exactly. You throw a stone right now, you're going to hit somebody talking about this election. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, it's like uh, to I just got a tweet on, on Windows 10 because now that's what they do is they throw a little thing in from the side that says, hey, you should you should be watching the debate. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, if I want to see uh, if I want to see violence, I think you're going to watch No Mercy. Well, yeah. the funny thing is, I'm glad you brought that up. Guess uh, news broke here a little bit ago um, that WWE is going to put the triple threat title match on first tonight to go, so it's unopposed by the debate. <laughs> oh, nice! Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be wow. Yeah, uh, like a buddy of mine mentioned here, it's going to be old time WWF Saturday Night's main event style, where the title match goes on first. So, a uh, pretty pretty big night if they're planning on doing that ahead. After that, I, I can't wait to watch this three hours pay per view where the main event goes on first. Yay! Uh, so does that mean then uh, they'll have extra time to figure out what to do with the Becky Lynch situation? Well, yeah, she's injured. Uh, I, I haven't heard much more about that, but yeah, she's out. Don't know how long. So we'll. I guess it really just depends on how long she's out. Uh, if she's only going to be a couple of weeks, maybe they'll uh, they'll keep the title on her. Alexa will come out and run her mouth. Uh, uh, they'll probably have a face come out and Beck, uh, Alexa will beat her. But uh, we'll see. I, I hope she's. I hope she's fine. Be a devastating blow to have her go out right now. What time? True. Does, what time does the debate start? Uh, eight o'clock central, I believe. Okay. Yeah. It's quite a night. Like we got the uh, uh, playoff baseball. I guess I know it's Toronto, but there's a Texas team in there. So 
<laughs> there would be some interest south of the border. Um, the, the presidential debate, like you said, the wrestling, and also uh, Giants-Packers. That's going to be a huge football game tonight. Like, there's I mean, a lot guys, of channel surfing. Have you guys seen all the news about NFL's ratings going down this year? No. Yeah, the NFL's down. Let me pull it up so I don't misread it. I'll, we can talk about it, but I'll find the statistic. But yeah, Monday Night Football is down across the board. Um, and the ratings in general have dropped uh, drastically. Um, do, let me do, see. do you think maybe that might be uh, due to part because of the new wildcard system in baseball? And yeah, I know not every team makes the playoffs, but a lot more teams are in it in September. You know what I mean? Like, So you're going to have a lot more people well, hanging on. Here real quick, I'll read this here. Through the first four weeks of the season, NFL viewership has declined 11%. And among the 18 to 49 demo, ratings are down 12%. Wow. Uh, I think it has more to do with, unfortunately, Colin Kaepernick than anyone would care to admit. And yeah. the, concu- and the and cool. concussions. Like, I saw the movie Concussion, and this is going to sound crazy. I saw the movie Concussion, and it really turned me off to football. It turned me off to the NFL pretty hard. Yeah, it's 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 a well, it's a collision sport. The problem is like it's well, that's an that's another. I've actually I I'm I ref football up here. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I yes, I know it's only three downs. It's Canadian, blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easier. <laughs> it's actually a bigger field. I do a lot more running around, <laughs> but um, I know like I'll do as far as high school senior. So. Ooh. Our main concern is is player safety, right? Like it's any rule that is made is made for player safety. You know, we uh, any even like as far as the mercy rules, as far as points go, like us after the second in not the CFL and professional, but in the amateur football, if it's if a team's winning by more than thirty five points and it's after the the second after halftime, then we can run the clock where we only stop it on injuries, timeouts and, and scores. Type there, was thing. A, so, there was actually a college in, te- there was a game in Texas the first week of college this year that they or second week where they uh, shortened the game by uh, six minutes because the other team was so far ahead. So yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. coming to America. I think that's legit. That should be. There's no sense in these players going out there to kill themselves for nothing. No, no, no. And, and, but granted, there's a lot of other teams. There's a lot of players. Second, there's a lot of bench players that would like to get in there. But there's a lot of coaches out there that don't use the advantage of, oh, right. we have a 35-point lead. I'm going to play my B team. No, they nope. just ran the ball down the throat. Let's run stats yeah. up so our guys can get more money. No, I, I, haven't, watched an, I haven't watched an entire football game this year. Like it, it dawned on me last week that I hadn't watched any football, oh, wow. uh, which is odd, but I don't miss it. I just haven't cared. It's been really, it, it's weird. It feels weird, but I don't, I don't want to watch. I'm not compelled. Well, well I, I got the, I, I'm, I have season tickets for the Toronto Argonauts. Now again, that's CFL. So <laughs> keep the giggles to it, keep the giggles to a minimum, but we, uh, but Toronto's hosting the great cup, the championship this year. Mm-hmm. So, I moved out of Toronto proper and I moved about 40 minutes west. So I'm like, well, maybe I won't renew my tickets because I can't just hop on the subway and be downtown. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the guy talked to me and goes, well, we're, we're holding the Great Cup this year and you're first in line for tickets. So I'm like, okay, well, I renewed. So I've been, I've been to barely any games this year. I'm going to one Monday, but the, uh, but I did buy my, my tickets for the championship game, the Great Cup in, in yep. November. So, uh, and again, I ref and I try to keep as, you know, I try to stay in, 
pay attention to what's going on in football. But since I've had the season tickets for Toronto and because I started refing and all this, my NFL intake has dropped just because you say if you're ref three, four games a week, you don't feel like sitting around on the couch watching more football. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, sweet. yeah, but yeah, you're right. The concussion, like in player safety, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Like it's just been, and especially in the NFL, it's just been one string of things after another players yeah. beating their ex, you know, their spouses, beating their kids, killing people. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. I as, and I think as a father, it's just like, I, these, these guys are not role models. These are not people I want to, prop up or make seem important yeah. to my kid it's just it, it, it changes you when you have a kid and, and i just think like everything we found out about how the nfl operated in the last few years is pretty damning it's pretty yep. disgusting i seem to always bring the show down no, no, I, don't know. I think i don't know i always i always bring a bummer i'm like football's bad <laughs> you know i mean you could apply that to a lot of things in 2016 though it's not just but like tensions are high right now. And yeah. I think that's why some of our escape escapism is also at an all time high. Like we have more nerd culture stuff than ever before, probably because the world is kind of bleak right now. Yeah. That's yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And also unless, like the, unless you're a hipster, <laughs> unless you're a hipster. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, just... we, as far as we know, there are no hipsters on our network. <laughs> And, and also the, the the oddity of 2016 being like in its death shroud over. I know it's been a lot of celebrities, but there hasn't been. Oh yeah. There hasn't been anybody from any. If you have any sort of fandom towards either football, celebrity music, wrestling, anywhere, and even personally, I notice like even myself and a lot of other people. Most people I know have been touched by somebody passing away. Now I don't know if it's because there's been so many celebrity deaths that we're just taking notice to. Oh yeah, I guess a lot of people do die every year. Like you know I mean, but it's just it's, you know it I mean? feels like it's been some serious, serious heavy hitters though, like Bowie, Prince, oh, Lemmy yeah. from you. I mean, like that was a triple shot of people. You were just like, fuck, like stop. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we talked about uh, we Roman and I were talking on one one of our first episodes talking about how Prince stole China's Death Thunder. Like it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like China passed. Like oh my god, China passed. Oh Prince. Oh shit. Yeah, fuck China. Like honestly, like and honestly, uh, mic drop here. I I didn't care when China died. She didn't really no. mean that much to me. But you know, I I appreciate I appreciated what she meant. I appreciate what she meant to the community of professional wrestling. But no, oh, Prince Prince rocked me to the core. I, I fucking I felt sick after that. Like I just all his music it was a very very influential soundtrack to my early years growing up in the eighties. Yep. I think Leonard Nimoy was last year, but. When that yeah. hit, I was oh. like, oh, my God. And that's when I started realizing, like, whenever Stan Lee goes, I'm going to be a wreck. I'm going to have to take a day off of work. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I agree. I think when, when Nimoy passed, it was one of those. I was actually, I don't know if it was, I was, I don't know if I was more taken aback by the grief or, oh, my God, how come this, this is really bothering me. I was the shock of it yeah. bothering me. Yeah. So much. It really took, it's took it's my, that. Took me yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know this guy, but, like. And like I'm not a, you mean, uh, Roman and I talked about this where people lining up for autographs at cons and everything else, and and we had a lot of guys like I saw George Lent at this last con I was at, and um, you know Norm from Cheers, I'd love to shake his hand, but I'm not going to buy an autograph off you. Like it's just 
I'm in that wrong demographic for him. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of the wrestlers, they wrestling and cons go together perfectly. Like there's a perfect marriage there. So like there was uh, Bret Hart and Coco Beware and Mick Foley and uh, Eric Bischoff were all there. And and except for Coco Beware, they all had big lineups. <laughs> I but, when, I, when I go to like wrestle when I go to WrestleMania week or like WrestleCon or anything like that, I'll buy a few autographs because uh, as I as I grow as an as it, you know. The big theme for me always is it's like real more comfortable with my fandom. And I, I don't know yep. why for so long in my twenties, I felt really insecure about being outwardly nerdy, <laughs> but like, as I grow more comfortable in it, for me, it's all about collecting things to have in my eventual house. Like I, I live in an apartment right now, but like, I want to have a place of my own with a basement room where I can go down and I can see everything I've amassed. Um, and so getting oh, wrestlers course. autographs signed to me, like for one, I think it's lame to buy or like autographs online yeah. or anything like that. I think, why would you want to pay for something somebody else got signed just to say, Oh, hi, I have this sign. It's worthless to you. To me, it's about my name is on it and I'm, I got to hang it on the wall, but like wrestlers I'll buy, but I'm very particular. I usually will take like, 60 bucks to WrestleMania weekend aside to like buy three autographs. Cause you're looking oh, yeah. at about 20 bucks a piece. Like I've got Ray Mysterio. I've got Kevin Nash. I've got uh, Eric Bischoff. I met and talked to him for a, quite a while, actually. But there's some, there's, it's very few people I'll, I'll ever uh, drop money on, but every year I try to pick out a few. Oh yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, like you shook their, you shook their hand, you got their autograph and that, and they signed it to you. And I, I wasn't, putting anything down about the autographs but what no, no, no. what i was getting at with with the leonard nimoy with the people passing i was i'm the type of person that's like oh yeah they're a celebrity that's great i'll shake your hand i love to meet you okay and but i was just wow i don't know these people and they're it's really starting to bum me out like it's just it's such a you know yeah, what i mean I'm, it's, it, I'm not even a jealous. star trek guy you know like i'm not even a star trek guy but that really was like holy cow this guy is an icon I don't know him, but I, what I do know of him, like, I really respect this guy and he's not here anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You, as a wrestling fan, I've unfortunately grown a pretty thick callus to mm -hmm. people, you know, in, in celebrity circles dying. Uh, and I think, you know, I spoke about Lemmy Bowie and, and Prince. It was, I think the first time in a long time that I'd really felt down about, a celebrity passing it was finally when Prince passed the levity of Lemmy and uh, David Bowie passing. It all kind of cupped me. It's just more or less like that. Their, their contributions were snuffed out. Like they were still contributing to the, the sound of the world. And I think right. music, musicians I'll always take the hardest because they speak so deeply into our lives that you know, a, an art, a film star is a film star. Like they're playing roles and I may love a role, but I never truly love the actor because I don't really know that much about the actor, but with like a musician, you, they talk into your soul and you see into theirs through their art. And I think that that's why this year sucks is that we lost three oh, incredible yeah. artists. Oh yeah. And then not to take anything away from actors or anything else, oh, no. you know, you know, but that's for me personally, I think why musicians hurt the most wrestlers used to like Eddie Guerrero killed oh, yeah. me. and then Benoit made me completely numb to the whole thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, yeah that's I mean, like, when Mick Foley goes, that'll be rough. Right. And I think when, when Ric Flair goes, I'll probably have a tear and I'll probably go out and get 
nature boy shit faced that night <laughs> uh, and probably run around wooing and showing maybe wear a robe with nothing under it and show my junk to everybody at the bar that night. I don't know. I'll take my first, I'll get my first public indecence ticket um, that night yeah. and I'll just continue. I'll just go, woo, woo the whole night in the back. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a, I remember my buddy messaging me because I was a huge macho man fan in the eighties and I was actually, um, we, couldn't get the it was like closed circuit television up here we couldn't get the pay-per-view for wrestlemania 3 but the the video release came out like literally weeks later like a couple weeks later just so they can get it out. and because there was no social media it wasn't spoiled so i got to watch my man uh steamboat kind of live oh. to me unspoiled oh. and i was a huge i was a huge macho man fan but still even though he lost i was like oh my god that was just the that was the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. Like, and, and history, the, yeah. Yes. And then the year after, and then I watch him win that tournament, and he actually, all my my childhood, Hogan was the champion for the last five years, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, it, my guy is the champion. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it was, it was one of those, and I'm not, I don't watch Raw and, and, and all the others now, but, like, when Macho Man passed, it was like, Oh my God, that that was the Macho Man. Like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that was unexpected too. I, that one, that one hit me a little bit because it, it comes with a, an unexpected nature to it. Dusty, you know, Dusty, and, and we were all Piper and Dusty Rhodes last oh, week. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. was a double. That was a double blow. Those guys were special. And Warrior. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I should say I'm not callous to that Warrior. I was at WrestleMania 30. I watched him the next night from the second row at Monday Night Raw give that speech where he talked about every man's oh. heart one oh, day stops wow. beating. And he looked really, I, uh, I, 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 there's a laugh in my voice there. It's not trying to be callous. It's, it's just more ironic to me now when you think about it than anything. And then he looked yeah. pretty purple that night. I'm not going to lie. He looked blown up pretty bad. And then I get home, I get off the flight, and I get home, and I get a text that Ultimate Warrior died. And I was, I, I cried because it was oh. emotional because you just, and, you know, I think you guys will get this. I had just spent three nights with him. Like, yeah. spent, I'd seen him at the Hall of Fame, at WrestleMania, and then very close the night before his death in the second row. So I could see the expression on his face. And, and, and I don't know. It spoke. And that was the first time I'd seen Warrior in years that weekend. It was, And he was my favorite wrestler growing up. So it was very much a very, like, bittersweet, tragic, Shakespearean-style play for me as a fan, yeah. you know. Oh yes, well, War- Warriors just like well, Warrior Hogan right down the road from where I am, like in Toronto and Six WrestleMania. It was just huge, they, they, and and these these people are, and I don't know if I'm looking through it through my rose colored, uh, growing up uh, adolescent glasses. They were like, larger than life back in the day, though. They they were, but but am I are were they are they larger to me just because I was younger and into it and watching it, or no. like are they are they bigger <laughs> stars than the ones I have now? Um, yeah, go back and okay. watch the promos these guys were cutting back. Go back and watch a warrior promo. It makes no, no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> no, but the guy was like an alien come to life. He was, I think that's the thing is these guys were superheroes coming off the page and I love the guys of today, but they are smaller. I mean, you yep. got Seth Rollins, Kevin, even Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, you know, who, uh, AJ Styles is only like five foot 10. I mean, these guys are short. They're great. They're incredibly yeah. talented, but they're not, you know, six foot six, 
280 pounds. Yeah. Talking about these 14 inch, your 18, 22, 28, 20, 36 inch pythons. <laughs> I'm coming at you, dude. And we're going to go to WrestleMania, brother. And I'm going to lay the smack down on you. What you going to do? And then he drops the end bomb and walks off camera. Yes. Oh, yeah. no. I, I think I might throw on the strap that's sitting behind me right now. It took me right back. Well, that I when I was watching, uh, like I when I watched in the '80s, I remember distinctly thinking, uh, straps don't change hands on Saturday Night Main Event. They never did until they did the main event when Hogan lost his to well Andre with the two refs and you mean so. And but we never used to get the the local wrestling like the Friday Night Wrestling stuff. The only we got to watch it was on Saturday Night Main Event. And then, and then they started airing it. And I remember the first time I actually watched the titles change hands was um, Heart Foundation Bulldogs. And I was completely blown away by like, oh my God, the Bulldogs just lost the tag titles. Like, how is this happening? Like, I was actually a, a Heart Foundation fan, kind of. I was like, I was happy that they won, but I was like, oh, how am I seeing this? Like, I, I never get to see this. Like I'm Canadian, we don't get this feed. How how am I watching this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it just it just seemed it just seemed. Oh, uh, Bruno San Martino. They were like, oh, he was a two time champion. That was a huge deal. Yeah. Now it's just like um, I couldn't tell you how many times Triple H has worn the strap. Like uh, fourteen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He hasn't like, been player yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It just seems like it's it's watered like it, it's it's just watering down the. And again, I don't know if I'm looking through it as with my kid glasses going, oh, back then they were, oh, you had to be a champion to win a championship. Like, it just, you know, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just, I don't know if I'm looking at it through kid glasses or, or looking at it. It's David it. Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's David Arquette. He ruined it. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, oh, what were you gonna say? Go ahead, Robert. No, no, I was just because I remember us talk. I think on the last crossover we talked about how when we watch movies, like we'll never get to see the Richard Donner Superman. We'll never watch a new oh, Superman sure. the way we used to, and and because we watched it as a kid and we're blown away by. It. And I don't know if that applies the same thing with wrestling or I mean, or even like you're talking about musicians or music or do we? Mm-hmm. You know, I just I'm not saying we're I mean, I think- old and dated, but. <laughs> I think it's harder. And I think with, with sports and why I'm not as like my fandom and like professional sports is waning is I'm getting to a point where, and especially collegiate sports, it's harder to really root or like be in awe of somebody who's younger than me. Um, And I, for one think that has an issue with it, but also it's, there's no longer that era of like the big, big, big star anymore. There, everybody, the love, the playing field is so level in professional sports for me that nobody stands out above the rest. Whereas when you were, when you were a kid, you had the Jerry Rices, the Troy Aikmans, the you know Emmett Smiths, these guys. Yeah, Michael, were, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Like now you got LeBron, but also I think here's the other thing: social media has given us so much access to these people. A lot of them are just whiny bitches, and yeah. they, they're, they're the, like the, the. The, the magic is gone. And I think that applies for kids growing up today. They're like, they're seeing these people. They're just at, they're, they're, essentially these people have turned into walking advertisements for companies that are trying to sell stuff to the people who follow them. And that to me is why it's, it, it's no longer fun. Well, um, yeah. And it's, it's also the, the attachment of free agency and stuff. Like when I remember, like I'm not an Oilers fan, but when Gretzky got traded, 
to the LA Kings, like this entire country stopped mm-hmm. and was like, Oh, you're kidding. Like, right. no, no, this can't be happening. Like that's, that's Wayne Gretzky. Like I think now with LeBron, okay. Yeah. I was in Cleveland. I went to Miami, won a few titles, came back. Yeah, I went, like it just, yeah. our sentimental attachment to these people. Like, it's not like, it's not like you're, you're a cavalier for life. Like, right. You mean like there's no you? It's almost like we're guarded. Like, oh, I love you know, I'm a I'm a giant New York Giants fan. I'm like, oh, I Eli Manning has two you mean Super Bowls. If you mean he gets replaced next year for somebody better, am I going to be heartbroken? Probably not. You mean yeah? Like yeah. I just have seen it too much. I mean, like it's I'm you lost that attachment. You lost that. You know your heart can be broken if you you know. When I think, uh, you know, you look at two here, uh, most of my, when I was a kid, my sports clothing was like, I had jerseys. I had like a Jerry Rice jersey. I had a, uh, a Steve Young jersey, stuff like that. Yeah. Now my wardrobe and even like my kids' wardrobe, I'm not buying them jerseys. Like buy a shirt, just buy them a, a $10 shirt that says San Francisco Giants on it. Like I don't need to spend money on a jersey for them because five years from now, that player's not even going to be there anymore. Yeah, exactly. So I got okay. I, I got a hard transition because I don't know how much time we have left, Randy. But I was gonna. I'm gonna kill myself. No, I shouldn't say that. I will kick myself if we don't talk about Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just. I, I've been. I haven't really talked to anybody about it from the network because I've just been dying to get on one of these shows to talk about it. Was that not the greatest eight episodes of television ever? I I loved it. I was a big fan. Um. Oh, yeah, I thought it was I great. In love with it. I actually watched the whole series. Um, I was sick from work one day. And, you know, when you're sick, you just kind of put some TV on. I put it on. I restarted the season. I watched the whole season in one day. So good. I fell in love with those kids. They're all amazing actors. They're all so good. And, and like, seeing them on talk shows now and stuff, they're so funny. They get along as a group. They get along as a group so well. Mm -hmm. And plus that girl who plays Elle is, like, mature above her, like, beyond her ages. Like, I I thought for sure that girl would have been, like, 18. I I just figured. Like, it was an an actress playing, like, a 14-year-old. No, she's, like, 13 or 12 or 13 or something, so incredible that show uh and it's made me want to play <laughs> dungeons and dragons and i think that yeah. brings us full circle here a little bit <laughs> yeah I, I i think they hit the right tone with the nostalgia like again i don't want to seem again my i keep repeating myself old guy looking back to the 80s but just the opening theme oh. and like the, the millennium falcon the kids are playing with i had that like so i was right in there and the D and then but mixed in with all the new effects and just how they pulled they 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 weave the story into using all the new ways to film it but bring you back to where that classic you mean almost that thrasher beginning like the the opening credits like it's just oh amazing like it just <laughs> fantastic i uh i marked out tuesday night when i was watching smackdown mario Ronaldo was calling a match of Bray Wyatt versus Kane. And Bray Wyatt does this move in the corner where he grabs onto the, the ropes and like looks back like he's possessed at the guy. And Mar Ronaldo says, Stranger things tend to happen when Bray Wyatt's around because he is not from this realm. He is from the upside down. And he <laughs> on the lookout, I was just like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> incredible incredible reference for stranger things um i think i'm partial to the character dustin go figure uh i got the dustin is my, i got the shirt that says dustin is my homeboy and it's just got like a picture of the kid <laughs> like on it smiling i nice. fucking love nice i love that show so much i'm so bummed i can't show it to my son yet i feel like it would scare the 
fuck out of him. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but he's like, I was so into it. Like the the weekend it came out, and I was watching it. It was between like he, I had started watching it, and then I I picked him up, and so like he went to bed. And he's like, I got up out of bed. You know, I put him to bed and I go watch TV. So the next morning he always asked me like, daddy, what'd you watch last night? And I said, oh, show called Stranger Things. He's like, is there kids in it? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, let's watch it. I go, no. And no. he just goes, oh. <laughs> he goes, oh, is no. this scary? And I go, yeah, very scary. <laughs> he goes, okay. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of, I think I said it during, uh, on a Grolix episode, but the show works so well because it pulls a lot of ref- it makes a lot of references and pulls a lot of influences from so much like so many like various 80s things but it leaves the things about that stuff that don't work or the more cheesy aspects sure and it panders without feeling like it's pandering you know like right. i mean it, it it knows what it is but it's not it just feels like it's it's just there instead of it's trying to be something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, really good product placement, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, it, it, no, it hit all the feels like without a question. And the scene, spoiler alert, the scene when she ties all the whites up and it starts talking and, and her son starts talking to her. And then it just says run. I was sold. I was like, this is the greatest fucking show ever. I was like, I love this. Like, uh, absolutely. And and I can't wait for season two. Oh, like, uh, okay. I got. What do you guys think? Is it gonna? Is it? And I read it's going to be. I'm like I'm fanboying out here. It's going to be a continuate a continuation of the show. It's not going to be like a, a, a mini series or anything like that, right? Yeah, it's going to be a continuation. They're not. Yeah, they're not doing the um the anthology What's thing it? they said they're oh, looking okay. at it as like um if the first one was a film this is just part two, this is the sequel is okay good yes so it's not going to be like a horror story where they had the same cast but they just do something completely different they're going to actually go this is stranger things part two or yeah it's just yeah, yeah it's okay good. On. good i i want to say it takes place the next year perhaps like it's a year later type deal Around I, read, I did that, yeah, because that way the kids age and it it doesn't it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's right. And I think that's so smart in casting kids the age of what they really are. I think um, yeah. I think their biggest challenge would be part of what you know. It's one of those shows where part of what makes it work, at least like say the first half of the season, is there's there is a mystery. There's like a what's going on here, and mm-hmm. another part of like why that why this first season worked is because once you got the mystery, like at least I personally, I wasn't disappointed. A lot of times the Mm -hmm. show will build something up and then, and then it like reveals like what this thing kind of is. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like the Demogorgon could have looked like Mohawk, the gremlin from Gremlins 2 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I wasn't like, I wasn't disappointed by the reveal. So I think that's kind of the challenge of like, if they're going to try to capture the feel of this first season, like, I mean, they still have a lot of mystery to work with, and it kind of feels like they set that up a little bit, but it's going to be hard for them to, like, you know, I, well, I guess that's, like, yeah. Well, what happened to the kid? I th- I think, you know, he saw the, the, the spoiler alert, <laughs> shit. And what's, he saw the visions, like, what's going to happen with him, and what happened to other people who were there, that, the, 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 the teenage girl? That wormy thing, and why is there, why is the dude yeah. putting egos in a box in the forest? I, and seriously, like, what happened, like, where's Barbara's body? We need a funeral yeah. for her. She needs justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that uh, that's a hashtag waiting to happen. Barbara justice. I'm not trying to take over the show for me, Randy, but I, I, as we were talking about this, I remember you started 
when we were talking before the show, you brought up talking about horror this month because it is October, and I think like I I want to talk horror, <laughs> so you should we should we should go there. <laughs> okay. Um. How much how much time do you have? I know you are you're doing like you're you're twitching tonight, right? Or no, it's the pay per view. No, that's no, but that's pay per view tonight. Yeah, pay per view tonight. WWE video game preview tomorrow and then twitching. I'm twitching for the first time. Well, not the first time. I've twitched for... I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You're going to be on Twitch doing things. Wait, yes. that's not like till Friday, is it? No, it's not Tuesday night. Tuesday oh, night. Tuesday, okay. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Jeff underscore McFly. We're going to be live streaming the new WWE 2K17 video game. But yes, no, I've got an hour till the WWE pay-per-view starts right now, so I'm good to go. Okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, I want to wrap here before too long, but we can talk some 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 horror stuff. Uh, <laughs> Twist his arm. Twist what his do we arm. Got? What do we got? Yeah. Probably like fifteen minutes. Probably. Yeah. Well, well okay. Well, if we hop on the horror, we'll just. Well, I'll try not to derail anywhere else. I'll keep it on the. <laughs> I'll try not to throw a tangent in there. So. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not the I'm not the biggest horror fan, but I I know you guys are probably a little bit more into it than I am. So I I love talking about things I'm not as familiar with. So I want to know more about your horror stylings. Well, I had mentioned it, but I haven't really pushed it because I, I mean, I don't know about Robert, but I don't think, um, I don't think this crew is as horror minded as I am, <laughs> and some of the people that I thought might have jumped on tonight since it's uh, October, but oh, yeah. The three B guys are yeah. They, the three uh, B guys. I thought maybe they'd jump in, but that's okay. I will pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Then I can tell you oh. things. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what scares me. Creepy kids. I hate. <laughs> I hate horror flicks with creepy little kids because nothing to me is scarier than the idea of going up to a child and and looking at them and saying, "Oh, are you okay? Is everything all right? Where's your mom or your dad?" And then they stab you in the fucking neck like that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Children born ring scares the fuck out of me. I. I, I love the movie, the original ring, because for some reason I just bought the concept of your phone ringing and it was like death. Like you're going to die in seven days and <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like I'll see you in your dreams. Yeah. And like oh, okay. seven days later, you're done. So, so does that like uh, that? Uh, I like that a lot better. I got to agree with you. I can't, I don't like the, the pop up and blah movies. Like the oh, no. it, jump scare. You mean, like it's just like, they're just, yeah, it, it's, it's it, okay. You just proven out reflexes. Of course I'm going to jump out of my pants if, if it's it's a come around the corner, boo. You know I mean, but if if a story builds to being very creepy, and I go to bed going, oh my god, that was spooky. You know what I mean, like that that is great to me. Like, but the these ones that where they pan the camera around and they turn around quick and then blah, there's the the monster or whatever is after you. Well, and, and that's the lazy way to do it, right? Like that's yes, kind of yeah. the. And there are hor good horror movies that might have some jump scares in it, but it shouldn't ever rely on a jump scare. And there's a lot of movies right. that just rely on jump scares. I think I don't mind jump scares if it's a good story. Mm -hmm. Con I like The Conjuring, and that's pretty much a jump scare fest. But I like that. Yeah. Oh well, that takes you back to sitting on the couch with your girlfriend in high school and. Oh, look at it. My dad bought a VCR. Let's watch this movie. You know, like, I want you to jump in my arms. Like, yeah. then, yeah, then uh, perfect. I'm going like, to jump scare you into bed, baby. What's up? Well, no. How can you do one? I think I just created something. Hashtag jump yeah. scare you into bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then immediately jump out. And <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna jump scare you into bed, baby. 
<laughs> yeah, you got you got a uh, wrestling fans and horror fans and comic book and sci-fi fans all talking about all the girls we had in high school. <laughs> <laughs> this this show would not be a long show. <laughs> I had I had zero. God, I'm just straight up. I had zero. I had zero. <laughs> like I got nothing in high school. So short conversation on my part. Ask me about second semester of freshman year of college. Woo! Space Mountain, baby. Halle Berry, look out. <laughs> what is happening? See, look at I, I. I derailed the conversation again. Sorry. <laughs> See that? That's our niche with our show. We gotta. We. Yeah, we we have to find a funny somewhere in our <laughs> in our podcast. So. Um, creature app. Okay, clowns scare the shit out of me. I'm not a fan of it. And uh, the very first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, I was five, and the babysitter let me see it, and that fucked my world up for a substantial week or two. <laughs> I would not go to sleep. I thought Freddy Krueger was going to kill me. Yes. Freddy captured um, our imagination, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's um, Nightmare Three. Uh, Dream Warrior was it? Was that the Dream Warriors one? Fantastic movie. Like it was just. Uh... Like okay. they got it. Like Freddy, the second one, Freddy's Revenge, was not that great. But when they came out with Street, like, oh, fantastic! And again, I think we talked about a last crossover with Chris, the uh, uh, final um, Friday Night Four with Corey Feldman. Now I'm not a Corey Feldman fan, but it was so good. Like, did you guys see Corey Feldman on Today's Show? Yeah, I I saw him in Hamilton last week. Like he was ten feet away from me. What? <laughs> He was at the Hamilton Comic Con and he had he was signing autographs at one of the, the tables and he had two women dressed up in these the cheapest angel costumes you could buy off the rack at a I'm sure a Target or a Walmart here. And he was sitting there in this chair and he had his little hoodie on over his head and he was shaking hands and signing autographs. It was like he was Wow, that that's Corey Feldman. Huh. Oh well. he was Shia LaBeouf before Shia LaBeouf was Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he was uh, um, Corey Haim. His best friend is he's uh, he's Canadian. And what we have up here, when Corey Haim passed away, uh, the city of Toronto, like if you're broke and you you're from there, they'll bury you. Oh. You mean so? Yeah, the city takes care of that. I mean, they're not going to give you a big, I mean, uh, uh, headstone and everything else, but they'll mark your grave and they'll they'll bury you. And it's it's not a burden on you. Mean. Anybody, he may not have any family or anything. So he was living in LA, and Corey Feldman and his mom flew up Corey Haim, and they brought him to Toronto to bury him. <laughs> like, huh. it's like, aren't you a celebrity? You can't put him in the ground down there. Like, come on. Like, what's going on? That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, what's, yeah, that's what. That's yeah. What's your guy's favorite guilty pleasure horror flick? Because I mine is uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> literally if that's on tv i'm putting down everything i'm doing and i'm watching it i love some of the death scenes in that movie i i can't okay off the top of my head i can't think of a favorite but along those same lines i recently watched friday the 13th part six i think and it's such a terrible movie but it was so entertaining (laughs) <laughs> like Freddy versus Jason was too like horrible movie but I laughed my ass off that whole movie yeah that's uh that's same as Friday 35 the new beginning it was it wasn't even him it was people somebody pretending to be him because Freddy or Freddy sorry Jason died in four 
but then he actually came back in six. So five was that <laughs> weird one where it wasn't his mom or it wasn't Jason. It was just some, you mean, it was like the Scooby gang tore off the mask and finally went, oh, you, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. Exactly. And you're watching it. I, even I was, I must have been 14, 15 at the time. Going, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Where's that? The storm. Where's that crossover? If we can get stuff like Archie versus Predator, where's our Scooby Friday the Thirteenth crossover? Um, yes. I could tell you. Actually, my my kids got a pile of Scooby Apocalypse in the other room. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're <laughs> probably right there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think I can tie us in some. Wait, way. wait. Scooby Apocalypse? Oh, what the fuck? Is that? You don't know this? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, a no. new DC hey. run. Yeah. What? Hey. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new DC run. I, uh, we, Randy and I were talking about. It. He was asking. I haven't had a chance to read it. I pull it for my daughter, at the, the. So I've got all the issues so far. I'm gonna take a peek at it anyway. I mean, and yeah, it's Scooby Doo Apocalypse. DC's, Same thing uh, as art. Oh, Ruh -ruh, I'm going to Amazon.com right now. DC, yeah. <laughs> DC did a bunch of like weird takes on different Hanna Barbera product uh, uh, properties, and yes. yeah, that's one of them. Um, they had a new twice. Flintstones. I must say, the new Flintstones series is actually like pretty fantastic. I is did it? not, I did not expect to like it. It's good. Like, I, you wouldn't think it, but it it's it's kind of adult. Not, I mean, not in the like, ooh, how edgy, but it's like, yeah, deals with like. <laughs> Did you, did you find it? Did you see the hips? Did you just see the hipsty, hipster uh, Shaggy? Hipster Shaggy, yeah, exactly. And clown scoob. Tribal tattoo, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I almost need to mute my mic right now because I am losing <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's fun. Well, that's another thing. I think Jesse, uh, you're, you're saying, Jesse, you're recommending oh, the... Oh, there you uh, go. Future Quest. Uh, Future yes. Quest, yeah, right there. <laughs> Space Ghost. Space Ghost. <laughs> you guys remember... Um, you, uh, so, the Scooby-Doo, this reminds me of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Do you remember that show and mm -hmm. the Scooby-Doo one where they pulled over the mystery machine and... What are you guys doing here? Birdman, get in here. And some cheeseburgers, <laughs> like, <laughs> and they get arrested for marijuana possession. And the Harvey oh, Birdman yeah. is their attorney. Fantastic, nice. Harvey Birdman <laughs> was good for stuff like that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I bet you there's like that whole clips on YouTube. If it is, I'm gonna tweet it out right now. <laughs> there you go. So Halloween themed scoop pickup apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a small? Is that like a four up issue run then, or something, or? No, I think this, I got to five or six already. I think okay. it might be ongoing. I'm yeah. a big I'm a trade back guy. So do you think the first trade back is probably soon? Probably. Oh, it has to be soon. Yeah. It would have to be probably around December. All right. Well, that's going on the Christmas list. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that series. Mom still lets me make a Christmas list. So I read I read a little bit. Again, I pulled from my, my daughter, but I read a little of that Archie Afterlife. That zombie. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's good. Not bad. Like, actually, it's a decent book. Like, you're, you kind of have to remove yourself, like, from the old, ah, oh, gee whiz gang, like the, uh, the old jalopy Archie Riverdale gang. But, you yeah, man, read it for on its own type thing. So, if you can make that mental separation, like, it's actually, yeah, it's decent. Like, that's kind of what makes that series specifically work so well, is it's like legitimately a, like, good 
zombie comic, but it's Archie. Yes. So it's yes. just, it almost, it being Archie makes the horror more horrific because it works. And you're yes. like, but this is supposed to be Archie. Yeah. You're like, Jughead, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, and the, uh, the artwork, it's like a muted color palette. And so you've got a lot of high contrast in there. Yep. And is that, that's Frank, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank Villa, Frank, what is it? Yeah, Frankavilla. Frankavilla. Love, love that artwork. That's a good Twitter follow if you like seeing, like, you know, artists, like, various sketches and stuff. Like, follow Frankavilla. I'm F. On Instagram, too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have any, um, uh, do you guys have any, like, old, like, do you have any special comics you collect yourself, like, number ones or something? Or it's not recently, but something that's just one of those, like, like, I know a couple cons ago, I was in Niagara Falls and I was able, I bought a, uh, a gold key Star Trek number one. Ooh. From 19, yeah, from 1967 or, yeah. And it's, it's not graded or nothing, and it, but it's no, not torn and it's not, I mean, it's in decent shape. I think it's it's just one of those things. I won't buy number two, and I won't. You mean oh, chase yeah, after? I got you. you mean, but it's just it's. Oh, I love Star Trek. I like comics. Here it is, Gold Key. It's a horrible story. I got the behind me on my bookshelf. <laughs> I got the the trade paperback, but it's like, oh, there's the first Star Trek comic from now, almost fifty years ago, and I don't really have anything like that. The the only thing I have that even remotely comes close to that is I have the entire Maximum Carnage run, first editions of everything. So I have oh, like nice. I have Spider Man Unlimited number one, but that's probably fairly worthless. Oh, nice! It'd be, it'd be my uh, Greatest American Hero oh. number one, worth nothing, but it's got uh, William Katz autograph on it. So Very there we nice. go. Fantastic. And then I got to meet him the next uh, the same day. So. Pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah, where's my? I don't know. I can get it. Well, we're showing it. There it is. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a, That's an original. Sixty-seven. Like I said, it's not. You I mean the spine's a little? It's been red, but it's not ripped. So. Mm-hmm. There it is. The listeners anyway, that, are loving this. Yeah, oh, I know. I, was, I just thought of that as I put it down. I'm like, oh, this is this is a terrible podcast. <laughs> Are they, are, what are they, well, whipping, are they measuring or what are they doing? Are they... <laughs> <laughs> Just let me stretch this out a little bit here, guys. Yeah. I'll be back. It's not, it's cold. Yeah. It's, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm in Canada, damn it. Give, give me a second, guys. I'm a grower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fluff it up. Not everybody can be a shower. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. We might have a little, you might have a little editing work there to do. Right? <laughs> Oh, this is a full experience right here. As we show off our wares, yeah. This Uh, is turning into a Roman... EMC podcast crossover. Hashtag full Monty. I like to come on on these because I get the flex that... I mean, I don't want to... Not in derogatory sense, but flex that that geek muscle where we talk about comics and horror and stuff that I really... I'm, I love and passionate about, but this is turning it. This is turning into a Roman podcast where it gets. <laughs> I, I come on here. I come on these because I can say fuck. Yes. <laughs> well, you should come on our show because while we don't, we don't say it's we we try to make if if it calls for it, then it's like oh what the fuck. It just if it comes out fantastic. It, we don't. I've listened to a lot of podcasts where it's nothing but f bombs. Right. Like oh you can dial it back a bit, guys. Like it's just. 
I've turned it into a, a gimmick on my show almost where like I say shit once. And I'm like, <laughs> no, there I, I, I use my random S bomb for the show here on that you one. Find- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But I think uh, I was going to met the uh, Randy, the, uh, those, those, gr- those, uh, clamor clips. You like the, uh, <laughs> the voyeur one <laughs> when I told Roman. Oh uh, man, the it one. was great. I love the, <laughs> and the bit with the glory hole. <laughs> this is oh, not a keyhole. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was real good. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, no. <laughs> speaking of speaking of glory holes, guys. Um, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, this is right. okay. I I gotta go have my Thanksgiving dinner here after this. I gotta eat. I got <laughs> bound for glory hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so really quick, Jesse. Since the last time we talked. Um, the rumor is more than ever, WWE is trying to just buy the tape library and Billy Corgan's just trying to buy the company like collectively. So that way he can take it over and rebrand it. And WWE takes the tape library and uses it on the network. I, I think that's best possible scenario. Best for business, pun intended. Truth. Yep. All right. I, I'm, I'm on board for that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to string this out because I know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Billy Corgan tied up in all this. So weird. What, what is this? Yeah, what is this world? It, 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 it is weird. It is weird. All of his rage. Is, <laughs> still right. Yeah. In a cage match. Yeah. A ring rat. So despite all his rage, he is still just a ring rat in a steel cage. Yeah. There we go. Um, all right. This seems like a good place to end the show. Yes. A good place to, a good place to disarm the show. <laughs> disarm? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, can we do uh, a quick leaves me with in, uh, melancholy and some infinite sadness I think yes uh, tonight tonight no mercies on and maybe it can cheer you up <laughs> there you go <laughs> yes yes can, can we do a quick round here on uh, where we're all from and what we're but of, but of course I was just waiting for their smashing pumpkins pun off to conclude yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't which wait. is it's not uh... something I thought I was going to say when I woke up today <laughs> no no <laughs> True. Uh, you'll see no. you'll have more of them in your Siamese dreams tonight oh, oh my gosh oh man uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> alright alright yeah uh, where can people find you guys um, whoever wants to jump in first when I'm not wearing a muzzle I can be found at Smohawk on Twitter and at Instagram. You can find me at Smohawk. Uh, the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast and Pro Wrestling Iowa can be found at, at Pro Wrestling IA on Twitter and by searching Pro Wrestling Iowa on Facebook. Uh, come back later this evening. If I don't know when this is going up, maybe check out last night's show or tonight, later tonight, uh, the No Mercy post show. And then we'll be back tomorrow with a WW2K17 preview uh, Tuesday. We talked about the Twitch earlier. And then Wednesday, we'll be back with the Pro Wrestling Podcast. Nice. Well, uh, you can find, I am Robert Cast, and you can find me on the Roman Podcast. And we released uh, 3 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. We can be found uh, here on the AMC uh, Podcast Network and iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Now, and uh, or you can go right to RomanPodcast.com. And oh, I forgot to mention, um, we, we don't do any Patreon stuff on our show or anything like that. We're kind of like all internal, but I was able to hook up. Uh, we do have a, an Amazon widget on our website. Mm-hmm. If anybody's going to buy anything through Amazon, if you go to RomanPodcast.com, click on the widget. It's the same thing as going on the site. 
it doesn't cost you more. It doesn't cost you like it doesn't change anything on your end. But if you go through the site, we get a little kind of kiss for for guy <laughs> for, for a little kiss. <laughs> For for telling people, hey, go shop on Amazon. But anyway, that's a brand new thing. We're actually we haven't even announced it on our show, so we're <laughs> that's Is coming. That, I got, I need to talk to you after about that because yeah, I'll, of course, I'll pick it up. I want to ask you a question about that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll stay I'll stay in line there after I finish up. But yeah, uh, so Roman Podcast uh, anywhere on Twitter, that's uh, where we are. And uh, listen to our show, and you can hear people do Canadian say fuck or <laughs> or not. <laughs> Or, or not. That's or the not. solid nice point. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, apologize, we'll apologize for it. Like, I mean, <laughs> but, but we, it may it may come across. We, we, yeah, do not listen to our show around kids. Like, please. <laughs> Fuck's and, sake, don't listen to it around kids. Yeah. That's the part. You don't have to glorify it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's, it, we have a very organic fuck policy on our show. <laughs> Well, anyway. on the Grolix podcast, we have a zero <laughs> policy. Oh my god! Randy, can you please can you please Grolix that? I was about yeah. to say I can't believe I just heard that. <laughs> Jesse's the reason we have a zero fuck policy on Grolix. <laughs> Holy shit! That was amazing. Yes, I will Grolix that. Thank you. <laughs> and you can find me on the Grolix podcast where those words get Grolix. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Jesse Keeper. <laughs> I have expected you to be like, and you can find yeah. me on Grolic's fucking podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and where the fuck can they find you, Randy? <laughs> this has zero chance of anybody still listening tonight. No. <laughs> and that was another Smashing Pumpkins pun. I just want to call it. Zero oh, count. man. <laughs> All right, uh, people can also find me at GrawlixPodcast.com, on Twitter at GrawlixPodcast, or at EMC Pod Network. Um, and then check out more uh, Podcast Network uh, shows at the ElectronicMediaCollective.com, because we got a lot of good stuff on there. We got a lot of stuff. We got, oh man, we got a lot of shows. We're, we're nearing 20 now. I mean, I got to be honest here really quick, guys. Today was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I, I was born 33 years ago, not quite 1979, but 1983, and um, I feel like I drift away into the arms of sleep tonight. Thank you. You're, you're, oh what? my god! I think the beginning wow. is the end. Is the beginning? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, Batman! Isn't that from Batman and Robin soundtrack? Oh, wow. You pulling it back, yo? Cow. Greatest segue in history. Oh, don't drop your mic. Those are expensive. Come on. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Ooh, I'm sweating. That's yeah. crazy. Meat sweats right now. <laughs> Did you say meat sweats? <laughs> no, it's Thanksgiving in Canada. Yeah, it is. Just thinking about those delicious Cornish game hens. Cornish <laughs> game hens with maple syrup and poutine is going to be oh. and really strong beer. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, are we done? Yeah, yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> okay. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.